everyone. Welcome to Rebranded. This is Brandy, and today I'm going to talk about dating apps. The good, the bad, the horribly ugly, and all of it in between. I had always swore to myself that I was not ever going to use dating apps. I didn't really need to use them until about a year after I had been single. I mainly only used them just for entertainment, and I was kind of I guess running out of people to talk to out in the wild, as they say. A lot of the people that I had dated before getting on dating apps were just, you know, people that I either had already known on social media or in real life. And I don't know, I guess I eventually, especially when I moved out of my house and into my first apartment, I really wanted something to distract me, especially when I didn't have the kids. And what better way than to get on a dating app and just waste hours swiping away and talking to the strangest of people. There are so many dating apps out there. It can be super overwhelming if you are looking to start using them. If you are using them, you know exactly what I mean. I feel like if you start out really simple and just start out with using one. My personal favorite when I first started using dating apps was Hinge. I really liked how you could like super filter who you were able to see on your feed and I really liked that when someone swiped or liked you in your profile, you saw it immediately versus with Tinder and Bumble, you have to swipe, swipe, swipe unless you're paying for it. You have to swipe and then match and then you can start a conversation. On Hinge, you can see someone who likes your profile or one of your prompts on your profile or your pictures, and you can either choose to immediately match and start a conversation or not match with them and move on. I also feel like Hinge is super user-friendly, especially if it's one of the first apps that you're using for dating apps. I remember making it because one of my good friends, she used it, and I was like, okay, all right, maybe I can try it. We'll just see how it goes. I'll probably delete it after like an hour. And I remember getting on and creating my profile, which is kind of super fun. You know, you add all these cute little pictures. On Hinge, you can add all these prompts in and you can like do two truths and a lie. And it's you can kind of make it fun, which I liked because I'm pretty witty and I like being sarcastic in a fun way. And I was able to kind of express some of my personality onto my profile, if that makes sense. So with Hinge, you know, you can scroll through guys. You have a certain amount you can use within a day of how many people you like their photos or their profiles. You can always pay, but I never paid for apps because I feel like, I don't know, you don't, you don't need to pay for dating apps. If you do, that's great, but I feel like you don't necessarily need all of the things that come along with paying for the apps because then you're just, you know, constantly swiping and scrolling and having unlimited likes. It's kind of... It's kind of really draining. And I feel like that's how Tinder is because there are literally so many people on Tinder. And there's so many spam accounts that get on Tinder, it's kind of annoying. Also with Tinder, I feel like it just has everybody who's already on all of the other dating apps. So if you don't download Tinder, you're really not missing out on anything. So I did use Tinder a little bit but I mostly just used Hinge and then I also used Bumble. So Bumble is kind of like Tinder, but I feel like it's a little better. I feel like it's a little more sophisticated <laughs> if, if dating apps are even sophisticated. But I don't know. It was fun to make a profile. 
swiping was kind of fun with Bumble. I feel like the location settings was pretty cool because I feel like more than Tinder, it would follow your location. So when I would go to work in a different town or whatever, it would bring up new people within whatever mile radius I had set for my filters. And I actually feel like I had the most success with dates from Bumble. So a few tips on creating your dating profiles is definitely use clear and bright photos of your face. I would also use some group photos of you and your friends or family. Definitely post some of your hobbies, like if you like to hike, post a photo of you while you were hiking the summer before. And also make sure that you're posting recent photos because I cannot tell you how many times I would see guys on there. I would look up their Facebook or their Instagram and see that the pictures they're using on their dating profile are literally like five to 10 years old. And it's like, dude, we all know you don't look like that. Like, come on, take a selfie and show us what you look like. A couple things I don't recommend doing is posting pictures of your kids on there. If you do have kids, don't post like a selfie with your kid. I also would not use any pictures that have like Snapchat filters on them because I feel like that's just not, that's not you. That's not your face. Don't catfish people. Don't put silly little filters on your face, make you look like a dog. It doesn't show who you are. Just don't do it. And a few tips as far as setting your filters, make sure you actually go through and set realistic filters for what you're looking for as far as age range and as far as how far you're willing to travel if you do match somebody because I remember driving like an hour and a half to go on a date and I quickly learned that that's just not fun. It's not fun driving that far and it's like if you're going to date somebody who lives that far away that's just, I mean if you can do it, you can do it. Great. I feel like younger people maybe can but like me with two kids, a full-time job and all of this life going on, it was just not realistic. Now, one app that I do have to say is not a dating app, ladies and guys, if there's guys listening, Snapchat is not a dating app. If you're talking to someone solely on Snapchat and they will not move the conversation to text message, you're not looking to date that person. I believe you're in a situationship. There was a few times, which I'm guilty of this myself because I feel like moving off the dating apps, you know, the first question is usually, hey, do you have Snap? What's your Snap? And I liked doing that personally because I liked actually seeing their face and making sure that their photos that they're posting are still current to what they actually look like. And then from there, I would get their phone number and then start text messaging them. But there were a couple guys who basically, I don't even think I started talking to these guys on dating apps, but they refused to get off Snapchat and start real conversations through text message. And I remember I had been seeing this kid for... I don't know, a few months, I guess. And we literally only Snapchatted. And I would be like, can we just text? And he would be like, I'm no good at text message. I'm no good at conversation. I'm like, dude, you Snapchat me all day, back and forth with conversation. You can send a simple text message. And that should have been my first indicator to just stop and walk away because clearly he's not in it to win it. And that is what a situationship is. Because I was on the other side being like, yeah, let's talk, let's hang out, we're gonna do this. And he was clearly not, which he had communicated to me, but I was like, let me change his mind, you know, because I'm one of those girls, I already said in like the first episode, 
but clearly that never happens, guys. So if you're talking to someone just on Snapchat, try to get the conversation through text message, or if they're not willing to do that, honestly, move on because you deserve better. You deserve someone who's actually going to give you attention with conversation. And I feel like, honestly, if you're in your late 20s or even in your 30s, Snapchat should most definitely not be your sole form of communication with the person you're trying to pursue and date. That's just my opinion. If it works for you, I guess good for you. But honestly, really think about it. I do have to say I did meet some really great guys on the dating apps. I am still friends with some of them to this day. You know, we'll catch up once in a while. It's not like anything romantic, obviously, but it was... It was such a fun experience kind of getting out there outside of a small town because it is really hard dating in a small town because everybody freaking knows everybody and everybody's business is in everybody else's business but their own. And I mean, I do have to say (laughs) going on dates, even driving an hour away, the world is very small and it's very wild to go on these dates with guys who I wouldn't even know existed without a dating app and going and hanging out with them and getting to know them and realizing we have like people in common in our lives and it's just it's so wild and honestly as stressful as dating apps can sometimes be I had some of the best dates and some of the best experiences and it really helped me get to know myself in a lot of ways as far as going on these dates with these guys And kind of figuring out exactly what I was looking for. Because if they were, you know, throwing out red flags, I'd be like, yeah, definitely not looking for that in my life. Or if they were doing things that I really enjoyed, I would definitely put that as a mental note inside my head and be like, okay, this is, this is cool. This is fun. This is good. Let me just like look for this in the next person if this person doesn't work out. Now, dating after divorce for me was a whole new ballpark because I didn't do a lot of dating before my ex-husband and I got together and started dating. Like I said before in one of my other podcast episodes, I think I had, I just had like three boyfriends before him and then he was it for the, for the next decade of my life. And boy, was I naive. Oh my gosh. So when I had left the marriage, I was very open about me being an acting single. I started Actually, I had never reached out to any of the guys I had gone on dates with until I believe I was on dating apps. So, <laughs> the one of the first guys I was seeing, I really liked him. And I was like, okay, he's my age. He also just got out of a long-term relationship. We're going to get married. He's in love with me, right? We've been talking for a few weeks. This is it. Oh my God. First of all, I was so wrong in thinking that anybody else my age, especially a man, was ready to settle down because I feel like now I, oh my gosh, I don't even know what I was thinking, but he was definitely not ready to settle down at all. He had been in his relationship for like 12 years at the time and I had been in mine for 10 and he was looking to, you know, get out there and have fun. And I was looking for the next person to settle down with. I was a lover girl. I am a lover girl. So I fall easily, I guess. And again, I was naive and I don't know. It was crazy, but we hung out and it just didn't work out. (laughs) We'll just say, we'll just end it there. But I remember one time 
he got so upset because dating with kids is not easy at all. So I would I would get a babysitter. It was usually my mom. She helps me so much with the kids. And I would go on dates with him once in a while. And I remember he went on like a hunting trip and he was coming back that week. And I was like, I'm sorry, I can't see you probably till next week. And he was like, you're really going to make me wait? I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't just pawn my kids off to anybody because I'm just not like that. And I'm sorry. What? So clearly that fizzled right out. Let's be honest. Um, then I started seeing someone who had a daughter, which it was super easy to, you know, relate to. And then he turned into this biggest manipulative gaslighter I've ever met in my entire life. I feel like I need a whole episode on this story time. But after that, I kind of went back and forth between thinking I needed to date someone who didn't have kids and then also <laughs> dating guys who had kids who understood. I feel like the biggest thing after divorce and dating, again, is just really learning to slow down and not be in such a rush to get back into something so serious because you have so much to learn about yourself before you should just dive into the next next big thing because I'm just kind of rereading some of my old journal entries back when I was seeing the guy I was talking about who didn't have kids and wasn't ready for a relationship right away. And I just said that he makes me know it's okay to slow down and just live life. So, I mean, of course we had talked about, because I would be like, what are we? What are we? Like once a week, because I was like, are we dating yet? Can I be your girlfriend? Are we getting married? <laughs> and he was like, no, like we're just hanging out and that's okay. Like it's okay to slow down. You and I had both just gotten out of super long relationships. I think it's okay to just have fun and hang out while, you know, keeping things slow. I did recognize this to be like an issue with myself going forward into other relationships. I was always in such a rush because I didn't want to miss out on snagging someone up and making them mine and making sure like I wasn't alone anymore. And that goes back to my anxious attachment style and all of that that I talked about in my last episode, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it now. Or I'd rather listen to it when you're done listening to this episode. But truthfully, if you are looking to start dating and you just came out of either a super long relationship or a divorce, please just take my advice and take your time and really scope out and write it out as to exactly what you are looking for in a person what are some of your non-negotiables as far as something you don't want in a person and just go out there and do it and have fun. If you have kids, I do recommend still going out there and dating because like I said in my first episode, that quote by Glennon Doyle, there is no greater burden on a child than an unlived life of a parent. And you guys are so in control of your own lives more than you probably realize. You are more capable than you probably think that you are, especially being able to decide when you want to start dating, when you want to stop dating and you realize you're not ready for that. You're in control of what you want to do moving forward. And you also have the choice on dating apps to be super picky as far as matching with people who also have kids or fit the certain criteria that you're looking for in an actual partner. 
Okay, so I do want to kind of do a little story time about this one date that I went on, and it really ties back into having kids and going on dates and being aware and conscious of what this person is telling you on their date, on your date. So this guy and I matched, I believe we matched on Hinge, and he lived about 40 minutes away from me. So we went on a date, we met up at a brewery, it was great, it was fun, he was super nice, and we had kind of a lot in common, we were just getting to know each other, and after the brewery, we just weren't ready to end the date, so we drove back to his apartment and we carpooled to another restaurant, and this is where it got wild. So he was starting to tell me a little bit about his past and what he did, and he was a hockey player, which I had known. And he told me how he lived in Russia for a while. And then he went into going kind of into detail. Now, mind you, this is a first date. I think we had only been talking maybe a week, if that, through the app. And so he proceeded to tell me how he used to smuggle steroids into the United States and launder money. And mind you... At the time, I worked at the bank, and he knew that, and he told me these wild stories how with the money laundering and all these powerful people, and he had to pay his mom off so she wouldn't tell the FBI when they raided her house, and all this shit, and literally, my mind is probably doing exactly what you guys are doing right now, listening to this. I was like, what the f- What? And I remember he got up to go to the bathroom and I'm just sitting there like sitting at the bar just thinking to myself, what? What is going on? Is this, is this a prank? Like where's Ashton Kutcher? Am I unpunked? What is going on? This guy comes out of the bathroom and sits down and he goes, I just texted my mom and I told her how great of a date it is. And he was just proceeding to be like, we're going to date. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. This is going so well. And I'm just smiling and I just remember being like, what the fuck is happening? And so we go back to his place so I could get my car. And I went into his apartment for like two minutes. <laughs> and mind you, this guy's like, yeah, I'm a big, powerful guy. I got this money. But if you saw his apartment, you would be like, what? This man's bed, it was like a twin size bed, was on the floor. The mattress, straight to the floor the silverware and things he had. Now, mind you, I love me a good paper plate, but if you got all this money, your apartment should probably look a little better than it does. So I quickly got out of there and he texted me the next day and he was like, this was so great. I'm so glad to meet you. Can we do this again? And I was like, you know, let's not. I have kids. I work at a bank and whatever the hell you just told me yesterday is not going to fly with my lifestyle. And he was kind of really upset about that. And I'm like, what? Don't you understand? So clearly that did not work out. And if I go missing, you guys, you know why. Because I just told that story and hopefully the mafia of the Russian mob does not come after me for this. But now I'm going to end the episode with a little Q&A. I saved some of the questions that you guys have been asking me over the last few weeks about dating. So let's dive in with that. Okay, so first question was, what were your go-to dating apps? So like I said earlier, my go-to was definitely Hinge, Bumble, 
And if I was really bored, definitely Tinder. Next question, how do you meet new people in a small town? So if you're not using dating apps, I would maybe go out in different towns, get some of your girlfriends to go out if you do go out. Honestly, a lot of the people I dated before I even started using dating apps came to me like on social media or I had met them by going to different towns, you know, with my friends from different towns and going out and just meeting them out in the wild as they say. But if you're not someone who goes out a lot or you don't have the, you know, ambition to go out all the time to try and meet someone, then dating apps would be that way to, you know, find new people if you definitely live in a small town. On the apps, it's great because you can set a certain mile radius as far as how far away you want to start looking for a potential person or also how far away you want people to see your profile as well. Next question is, how do you break the toxic cycle with dating apps? Now, this was very difficult because I remember after going through maybe like a week or two of just swiping and talking and ghosting, that I would be like, dating apps are so exhausting. I would just delete the app and be like, I'm so done, never again. And then I would get bored and I would re-download it a few days later and just go through that constant cycle. And I think it's because you know, with dating apps, there's always such a constant flow of people and new people and you, your brain is just like, you're constantly swiping and wondering who's next, who's next, what's my next potential person going to be? And sometimes it can sort of be really mind fucking and like addicting because you could be swiping, 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 start a great conversation with someone, but you're, you're so you know, set on thinking that the best person is out there on the app and maybe it's not the person you're talking to right now. So you continue to swipe and swipe and swipe and start more conversations. And I feel like that's also part of the toxic cycle with them. So ending the toxic cycle, breaking it, it would just be, I guess, to delete it and really hold true to not re-downloading it because if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. So basically, I guess, if you're really looking to break that toxic cycle, take the couple of conversations you might be having on those, take it over to text message and just delete the app. Okay, so this question is, how did you approach dating to your ex? Did you tell him? I'm about to start dating after divorce and I'm worried about this part. So I think I mentioned earlier, I was very transparent with my ex-husband as far as me telling him that I was acting single, I was being single, I was just going with the flow. And I even told him, like, if anybody comes to you saying they, like, ever saw me out with someone, just know it's probably happening. Like, I'm going on dates, I'm talking to people, and this is happening. So, yeah, from the very beginning of me ending the marriage, I was very open about that. I did tell him, and I was not really worried about it because I was more so excited to start that new journey in my life. Now, of course, I know a lot of people listening, including myself, are from small towns. So the moment you step out of the house and you enter a place with a new person who's not your husband or your ex-husband or your boyfriend or ex-boyfriend, people are going to talk and you kind of just have to not let that bother you because what you're doing in your life is none of their business. If they want to talk about you, let them. They obviously have nothing better to do than gossip about someone else's life. I remember one time I went out and I had a guy with me and one of my friends and I had gotten up to go to the bathroom 
and someone who knew my ex-husband approached the guy that I was with and was like, this is so disrespectful, you shouldn't be here, blah, blah, blah. And I came back and my friend's like, we need to leave now. And I was like, why? And she told me what happened and I was like, if you guys have something to say, you come say it to my face because this guy here has no reason to be essentially humiliated in front of everybody else in this bar. And that's when I realized small towns kind of suck when you're trying to move on with your life. But I also learned that night how to stand up for myself and it felt so good because they had no idea what was really going on in my life. So for them to even try to impose and insinuate anything, it was mostly disrespectful on their part. And I learned a lot that night about standing up for myself and really starting to not give a shit what other people thought if they saw me out and about with other people. And I wasn't even being like touchy-feely with this guy. We were literally sitting next to each other at the bar and he could have been like my long lost cousin and they did this and it was still, it was so disrespectful. Okay, so the next question is how do you navigate dating after divorce? I feel like I kind of covered this question throughout this whole episode, but truly after divorce, really focus on finding yourself, focus on what you truly want in your future partner and when you are 100% ready to dive back into dating or looking for someone to share your life with, then just go for it and really make sure you set boundaries with yourself and with that person. Also, be okay with being alone because when you do start dating again, you have to remember that you're going to start sharing your life with someone again. You're not going to have all of this time to just be with yourself. So really, truly sit with yourself for a while. I promise it gets easier the more you do it. Um, but I did have to learn to give up some of my independence again when I did start dating my boyfriend because I had gotten used to having, you know, the nights when I didn't have the kids that I would just, you know, chill at home and do what I wanted to do. So when you do finally start dating again, you kind of have to give some of that independence up, which is a great thing because you should not always be alone and getting to know someone and dating someone in a healthy relationship is so amazing. And speaking of amazing, the last and final question is, how did you meet your boyfriend? So a lot of people have actually asked me if we met through dating apps and no, we did not. He actually never was on any dating apps. I was on dating apps during the time that we first met. Um, but this was after the last guy I was seeing and I was just emotionally drained and so over dating apps. So I wasn't really utilizing them. And I'm telling you, I was at my wits end. I was like, I am so done with dating. And then one random day I got this message from one of my followers on Instagram. And I saw the very beginning of the message as the preview that popped up on my phone. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to try and set me up with someone she knows. And any other time someone had ever messaged me being like, hey girl, I know someone you might be interested in, like they're super nice, blah, blah, blah. I was never interested, never interested in them. And I was just like, okay, how do I come up with another excuse being like, no. But I opened the message and she said, hey love, you're a positive, beautiful human being. I know of a positive and beautiful man that seems like you may have a lot in common. I was trying to figure out how to put that out there without it being strange. And then she went into telling me his name, and I was like, I kind of recognize the name. 
Um, she was like, I'm trying not to be a weirdo. I think he needs a nice, strong, badass girl. And plus, the dating scene is fucking shenanigans these days. Which she wasn't wrong about that. But I looked him up, and like I said, I recognized the name, and I had never met him, but I kind of knew of who he was. I was super hesitant going into it because I knew he was also going through a divorce. And honestly, at that point, I had dealt with enough emotionally unavailable men in my life that I was just not willing to put myself in that boat again. So I basically played 20 questions with her, and she did tell me that he had a date with someone that day. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, if it doesn't work out, then, you know, have him reach out or whatever. But later that day, I had a new follower on Instagram, and surprise, surprise, it was him. Um, and I remember I was like, how do I slide into these DMs? And by the grace of God, he also likes heavy metal music and he posted like a snapshot of whatever he was listening to on Spotify. And I remember just sliding up and just saying something about the music. And we started just kind of bantering from there. And I was like, I know you're, you know, like seeing someone right now. If that doesn't work out, let me know. And he was like, well, we can still kind of get to know each other. I was like, no, let me know if the date doesn't go well. And then I think it was like a day or two later, he was like, what's your number? And then we started talking. We set up a first date and we clicked really well on our first date. Um, we were both obviously super shy. And I just remember the whole day before the date, I was dreading it because I had just, like I said, I was so exhausted and done with dating that I was like, oh my God, here we go, another first date, and it's probably with someone who's, like, emotionally unavailable, but you know what? I'll just fucking go get a free drink, get some chicken wings, and just whatever. And when I pull in, you guys, I literally can still remember seeing him standing there. I pull into the brewery, and I see him in this blue shirt, and he has a beard and brown hair, and that is just, like, that does it for me. And I was like, shit, this this is it. Here we go. And I just remember walking up to him and he was so freaking handsome and the date, it went so good. I think we went and got ice cream after I got attacked by mosquitoes, but you know, it was all worth it because now here we are six months later and we're both, you know, healing together because he also had gone through divorce and he has kids. Um, and we've just been really working on ourselves with each other, and it's literally been the best experience of my life. <laughs> and I get so emotional talking about it because <laughs> I just wish that I, I knew what love really was before I allowed myself to go through all of the bullshit that I went through within my marriage. And having someone meet you where you want to be met within a relationship and having such just a great chemistry together and being able to talk about literally anything and everything, being able to freaking cry and laugh together until you cry is literally the best thing. And I really wish I could like ball up every single emotion that real love feels like and give it to every single person out there because, because everybody deserves that feeling in their life. And I thought it was something literally only in the movies. But you guys, I promise it can be real. And I'm experiencing it firsthand right now 
because honestly, I feel like him and I were literally meant for each other. And we both have said before how we wish we knew each other sooner, but honestly, we both recognize that if we didn't go through what life has put us both through, we would not appreciate what we have together. And I feel like even though we're both still healing, because honestly, healing is a lifelong journey. You're never going to be completely healed. But being able to do that alongside your best friend and partner in life is, it's literally top tier. So all in all, do not lose hope that you will never find your soulmate because honestly, when I was least expecting it, you know, they always say, it'll come when you least expect it and you're like, shut up. It really happens that way. And when you think you're just done with dating, just throw in the towel, just go on one more date because if something feels right about it, just do it anyways because it might turn out to be the actual best thing that you ever had done. So that concludes today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed all of the stories and all the information that I had to dish out today. If you have any questions or anything, feel free to reach out to me at Brandy Mark on Instagram, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye.